Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you remember when we were friends in the 80s? In the 80s. Do you remember when we was friends back then? It was acceptable then. Those 40 years have gone so fast. Now we're too old cunts making a podcast. Just talking about when we were friends in the 80s. In the 80s. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. You alright? Yeah, I'm alright. You alright? Yeah. Yeah. We're late again, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> you, though, isn't it? It was this time. Like, don't say you like it's me every time. It normally is. You be your other podcasts. No, it's not. I'll tell you, you what pr- it- You prioritise over this one. <laughs> what it is, is I, I think what, what don't do us any favours is if we get overexcited and we go early one month, yeah. we just go, oh, we've got loads of time oh, now. We've got loads of time, haven't yeah. we? You just feel like you've got loads of time. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, fucking hell, got to get it out. Yeah. Well, we're here. We're recording this on the 23rd. We've got till next Monday to get it out. Might happen. It might happen. Mm. Got to get it out before Halloween. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about that. But before we do anything, should we talk about our two sponsors this evening? We've got two sponsors? Yeah, open your Telegram because I've sent you all the information. I don't really do Telegram. I'll, I'll just send you the podcast on Telegram. I don't really open it. Well, I've sent you all the information about our sponsors. So you, you can know I don't do Telegram. Give him a coating. Like, anyway, so we've got two. Oh, I can't. I ain't got any internet here. Oh, fucking hell. Right, I'm going to give you some bullet points then. Rusty bullet points. <laughs> give you some <laughs> rusty bullet points. Um, what's interesting about this one is uh, you uh, found the person that, that wanted to do it, and uh, and she she then emailed us. And uh, and said that uh, it's her, her husband's uh, birthday, uh, Richard. Um, uh, oh, what's his second name? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's the same name as the Patreon, and that's where there was some some. Because obviously the Patreons are the other um, 
sponsor, and I'm digging myself a bigger hole because I can't remember his second name. <laughs> you care so little. Just give me your money. Oh, give me your fucking money. I'm not. God, no. I'm not going to remember your name, but as long as you give me your money, it's so, it's Lovell. So there's Richard Lovell and there's Simon Lovell, and I confuse it because there's Simon Newby that's one of the Patreons as well. So, uh, so Ri- what one's the husband? Richard. Right, it's Richie, right? And so I'm going to tell you some stuff about Richie. So he's born in 1967, so he's an old cunt. Yep. Like, a lot older than us. Yeah. Like, we're going to outlive him by... Five years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although um, the average age around well, here, well, down well. in Essex... Oh, is he from Glasgow? No, before we talk about the average age, spent 22 years in the Royal Navy. Fucking hell, he's had some biscuits. Like... <laughs> Well, he's he done well to get beyond 19. Definitely. Like, um, so, uh, yeah, apparently he's uh, very well versed in polishing the golden rivet. Does that mean, like, wanking off someone? I don't know. They're all at it, aren't they? He's had a few wet Gary Boldies in his time, haven't he? <laughs> Down in them submarines and that. <laughs> oh, I've seen the village people. Uh, he's... Uh... Yeah, he, uh, oh, he's had stage four cancer. Not a sad sob story, this one, apparently. Uh, that's her words, not mine. Uh, he's proud of rinsing the entire NHS budget uh, for the Southwest over the last four years. Uh, and he's had surgery to remove his bum. He's no longer afraid to uh, of being sent to prison. Uh, he has a stoma, so literally shits in a bag. Still moans at how much the toilet paper we go, uh, how much toilet paper they go through. Yeah, but listen, they're the bumholes that they want in prison. The ones that ain't, they, they'll be rimming in because they know there's no no danger of getting a little bit of sweet corn. <laughs> don't think that saves you. That kind of fresh arsehole. Don't drop the soap, Richie. Ride a scooter. I mean, it better be a fucking like a moped. Like, not a fucking one of them, like, ones that kids bomb around on. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it, like a moped? Uh, we've got here, important point, not a moped. It's a moped, isn't it? 100%. Uh, but they're, the, one, the ones off Quadrophenia with all the all the different mirrors, they're mopeds, right? Yeah. And, yeah. like, scooters are the ones that kids bomb around on. Yeah. Right. Uh, I always get them mixed up. No, no, no. no. Scooters are like them little skinny things that you had in the 80s as a kid that now they've got little motors on them. And uh, yeah. and mopeds uh, are what mods bomb around on. Uh, I love the sight of all them mods bombing down to Brighton on their mopeds to meet up with the skins uh, and the jolly good tear-up. <laughs> uh, he has a dog uh, named Nachos after his favourite snack. Yeah, rape it, does he? <laughs> uh, Puts a bit of nacho on his helmet and it's nacho lick it off. Uh, oh, his wife's mentioned uh, also. Uh, not sure if Cunt remembers me, but during his farewell tour in Bournemouth, he announced on stage that I looked like a posh man's Rose West. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of Rose West. There was one There was one used to come at the gigs in Basildon and, and then... That one, that one in Bournemouth, yeah. yeah. I used to, I used to quite like a, a, a tidy Rose West because she was quite tidy when she was young. Rose West, have you seen that picture of her? There's one picture where she looks a bit tidy, yeah, and the other pictures, I think she's already doing very bad things. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a terrible taboo. 
but there is one picture of her where she looks really tidy. Yeah. That's what Richie Lovell's missus look like. Tidy Rose West. Right. Uh, and then there's Cy Lovell. Um, but it's uh, Richie's birthday, so we shouldn't be saying he fucks his dog, he rides a moped, and we want to bang his missus. No. That's bad no. form. Congratulations. He, he gets to bang Rose West. <laughs> Lucky Fred. <laughs> <laughs> or at least watch from the wardrobe while she does it with a succession of Caribbean men. <laughs> <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we've got uh, enjoy your plantain we've got <laughs> if you're having visitors over get the snacks out we uh, we also want to uh, yeah uh, thank the uh, the MSC uh, who are uh, regular sponsors of this podcast uh, they are the uh, uh, the murder sex cult much like what Fred and Rose probably uh, could yeah. have started um they're, they're, I think they're a little bit less sinister. Um, but uh, I did bump into them at a recent live show, and uh, and Jess um, said thanks ever so much for um, referencing me as having a wafty rat. She was uh, last month's one. That you oh, was she? On. Yeah. Well, we go for Cy Lovell. I thought I was Kirsten had a wafty rat. Oh. No, you, you, you went to work on her bifta as well, but I'm sure... I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to work on her biff, though. You've seen the state of it. <laughs> it's like someone's let a banger off in a can of corned beef. <laughs> I wasn't even going to suggest we had a go at them. We've done them. Sire uh, si, uh, si Lovell. Um, I was looking How at the, What's the chances of getting two Lovells in, one, weird, po- in one podcast? I know. I know. Um, and so the, the, the thing with Sire, uh, he's, he's a really nice bloke, right? He's a stonemason. Like, is that a job anymore? What's he, what, like, yeah, people are always going to die. Ah, of course, yeah. yeah. He's one of them cunts, isn't he? Just rubbing his hands together whenever anyone croaks. Yeah. Ooh. That's another two grand in the bin, isn't it? Pile up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he dro- drives over a motorway bridge, sees a Citroen Berlingo, all the occupants laying all over the road. Throws a couple of business yeah. cards out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a two for one. Um, but yeah, he uh, the, the only things I can... Uh, sort of, he's got a good head of air, which annoys me, because he's, he's, he's our age, uh, and he's got a good head of air on him. But he kind of messes with his, his facial out, sometimes like quite heavy on the moustache. Oh, really? But he hasn't got a consistent facial hair. No. He, he literally, you could basically, I reckon if you took a, a, a photo of him each month for like two years, you could create your own game of Guess Who with him. He's up to something then. And he, why does he keep changing it? I don't know. I don't know. Like They'll get you on facial recognition because it's all to do with like how far your eyes are apart and where your nose is on your face. Yeah. You can change your beard and that, but if you keep doing what you're doing, they're going to fucking catch you. I think his eyes are quite far apart. Mine are really close together. What 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 are wrongums? I don't think there's a, like there's not a specific eye distance, is there? I'm that not says sure. whether you're wrong, but he sounds like a wrongum. He's changing his facial hair. Mm. He's got a bag of chisels. Yeah, that's never good. I've just Sometimes... wa- I've, I've just watched the Long Shadow. Oh, that's where it ends up. You, he's dry. He's probably driving around in the 1970s Ford Corsair. Bag of chisels in the boat. Round the red light districts. <laughs> <laughs> and he. Jump in. 
Yeah. Come back, be... come back to me shop. Yeah. There's a gravestone ready for her. Yeah. Chisel up the cunt. Bob's your uncle. Thanks, everyone, for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, um, thanks if... to all the levels. <laughs> Uh, yeah, big big thanks for uh, for getting in touch and uh, and yeah, uh, if you've got a birthday coming up and you want to get uh, an absolute coating from from Cunt and me, you can support the podcast for whatever you want for whether you do it for one month or whether you want to become a long term uh, sponsor of it, like um, Urban Inc used to be, like Urban Inc used to be before uh, you spoke that. Uh, drop us a message on the socials uh, and them other cunts from the fucking social media. <laughs> What's that? The fella that lasted a, a yeah, month. Yeah, ones that lasted a month. The, the the two fellas that were like fucking doing dirty things in their little porter cabin. <laughs> Them ones. Yeah, yeah. That said, you know, you're always welcome back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you can just come sponsor it for a month. I, I, after I think we we sort of blew the lid on them, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he was just sort of sitting there ringing his missus. Uh, from the portal cabin saying, look, you're going to get a knock on the door soon, but don't worry, as, the, <laughs> as basically his hard drive's in a sealed plastic bag is being put in the back of a squad car. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, October 1983, isn't it? Yeah, we are. Yeah, all right. Film? It's easy to remember because it's always 40 years ago from where we are now. Yes. Films, I ain't got a lot. It's like a rolling anniversary. Um, I don't think that I've been on Movie Web. There are four films, and I don't think I've actually seen any of them. But that's not to say that I've definitely not seen any of them because one of them's a bomber film, so I might have seen it at Christmas when All I was right. a kid. Have you been on Movie Phone? No, I didn't bother this because there was four on Movie Web. I tend to, if there's two or less on Movie Web, then I'll go and have a look on Movie Phone. What you got? Right, so uh, the Bond film, you're going to moan about Bond? No, I've done that. Okay, uh, the Bond film, Never Say Never Again. Yeah, boring. Uh, it was Sean Connery's last run out as Bond, age 52. Uh, but ironically, three years younger than the incoming Bond, Roger Moore. And one year older than handsome ladies' favourite former semi-pro footballer turned road rage fugly Antonio. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lee, there is hope for you yet. <laughs> Moore was fifty-five, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Roger Rogered more than Antonio? <sighs> no, I think Antonio Rogered more than Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Who Rogered more than Roger Moore in 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 the Rod Stewart? Yeah, yeah, that's all we need to say, isn't it? I, I see um, uh, Baby Jane on one of them, like on now eighties, mm. and uh, I mean he looks fucking ridiculous in it, like an Afghan hound in this kind of eighties, like coloured outfit. Uh, you know, with his with his mates on guitar, like doing the David Bowie thing where they're a little bit too close, you know, because yeah. they're comfortable in their sexuality. Yeah. And then, like, he was proper having it away then, you know, and, and sort of ever since then, wasn't he, Rod? Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous, though. <laughs> but, like, them leggy blondes, they could not leave him and all his dough alone, could they? I don't even think it was them leaving him alone. I think he couldn't, he couldn't help it. 
But they were interested, though. He weren't, he weren't like, forcing them down an alley, was he? And no chisels. Like, like, no, he didn't. <laughs> like, he didn't need to. Like, I think, if you imagine, right, if Rod... In 1983, right, you've got a packed-out Hammersmith Odeon, right? And let's just say 7,000 women walk in there. The minute he comes on stage, what, how long do you think it is before they're moist? No, it's just like they just see they just see the edge of his espadrille come from around the curtain <laughs> and they are already got a wide on. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of fanny, didn't he? But no wonder. Yeah. You're, you're right. It's a, it's, a, it's a mathematics thing. Yeah, yeah. They just couldn't get enough of him. No. And he couldn't get enough of it. He had tight trousers as well. Yeah. So he was already showing, like, because he had quite a reasonably long shaft, <laughs> quite like a big droopy bell end on the end of it. Do you think that's why he never wore a kilt? Because he was, a, you know, a big advocate of Scotland, wasn't he? I, I, like- I think his beef art would have hung out the bottom of his kilt. Oh. Yeah, you never see him in a kilt, do you? No. Is he no. actually Scottish? No. Don't he live in, like, fucking... He lives in Essex, Epping. doesn't he? Epping, yeah. Because I see him that time, didn't I? I got his autograph. Was for... he all right? Yeah, he was he, he was good as go. I got his autograph, didn't I, for dying in the chip shop. Oh, that's I right. I was buying, yeah, mushy peas and chips. Of course you was. And then Rod pulls up in his red Ferrari with... Who was it at the time? Penny Lancaster, maybe? A leggy blonde, that's what you leggy got to say. Blonde, yeah. Leggy Blancaster, she got out, went in the wine shop, and Rod just stood in the like stood in the door with his hands behind his back, having a big cock. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just having a big just cock, having mate. A big cock, yeah. <laughs> what a job. <laughs> what do you do? I'll just have a big cock. Like, yeah, yeah. Dime from the chip shop. Was a big fan of Rod Stewart, so I went and got Rod's autograph for her. Uh, and he, he seemed really smashing. Are you allowed to, like, say leggy blonde anymore? Yeah. That's all right, isn't it? Oh, Like, I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a description, isn't it? And a yeah, hair colour. I suppose, yeah. But, like, was he a love rat? He was a fanny rat, wasn't he? He, he, was, a, he was a fanny rat, but I think, yeah... See, I think Fanny Rat sometimes gives off an air of desperation. Yeah. But he weren't, was he? I think he just liked having it off. He liked having it off, and he had it off a lot. And when he bagged himself the right leggy blonde... He, he stuck with her. And had it off with her a lot. Yeah. How many times a day was Rod Rod in? It depends when you start, because he'd have one before they went to sleep, <laughs> and then another one. <laughs> Then he'd, he'd wake up in the night with a semi, wouldn't he? So, just nudge him. Might as well, mightn't you? <laughs> he wouldn't do it while she was asleep. He'd wake her up and they'd, yeah. They'd, they'd, yeah. She's yeah, there's in no, there's no, no grey area. She's moist. Yeah. Uh, then morning one. Um, a one in the shower. <laughs> um, another one before they got dressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she she puts on her lacy red bra and panties, gets him going again. <laughs> he pulls them on one side that time. 
Elevensies. <laughs> Lunchtime. Couple in the afternoon. <laughs> One bent over the work surface while she's cooking dinner. <laughs> One over a glass of wine in the evening. <laughs> One on the sofa before going up to bed. And then the bedtime when I get... <laughs> Loads, loads. <laughs> totally understandable. Yeah. He was a horny man, wasn't he? <laughs> he was he just? I think that was about 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's a trouble. If you have all these leggy blondes around the house, you are going to spend a lot of the time turned on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Apart from on a Thursday, he's got the lads over from the model train club. <laughs> he loves all of that, doesn't he? Yeah. She ain't, she ain't allowed in the loft. <laughs> what else you got? Um, uh, right, the other films were um, The Right Stuff, um, written and directed by Philip Kaufman, who directed Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Wanderers, mm-hmm. and co-wrote Indiana Jones. Uh, never seen it. It was about seven military pilots who were selected to be the astronauts for Project Mercury, the first human space flight by the United States. I don't fucking know. Um, another one I had was Rumblefish. Mm-hmm. Never seen it, have you? No, a bit of a classic, apparently. It looks, it looks really good. Francis Ford Coppola directs, starring Matt Dillon and Mickey Rourke. Mm. Uh, a revered former gang leader, Rourke, wishes to live a more peaceful life. He just wants to leave it all behind. Yeah. But then he's got a younger brother, a teenage hoodlum, played by Dylan, who aspires to become as feared as his brother. Good-looking boys, weren't they? Yeah. And soundtrack by Stuart Copeland from The Police, the lead mm. track of which uh, features Stan Ridgway. Don't box me in. Huh. Yeah. that do. Do you know what? I, I, I went on a, bit, went on a bit of a Ridgway rabbit hole. Again. And... um. Uh, Stuart Copeland and Ridgeway had another collaboration because Stuart Copeland's brother, Miles, ran IRS Records, didn't he? Yeah. Ridgeway was on in America. Um, they had another collaboration that was about 1996 on a John Waters film, uh, all about like prison uh, love. And uh, John Waters wrote the lyrics for it, and it was called Don't Drop the Soap for Anyone Else But Me. <laughs> but, um, a bit sexy, isn't it? It's, crack- it's cracking, that is. Have you got any other films? Yeah. One more. Uh, the Dead Zone, based on a Stephen King novel. Did you see this one? Uh, no. Based on a Stephen King novel, directed by David Cronenberg, uh, of the Lager fame, um, <laughs> stars, stars Christopher Walken as a bloke who has a car crash and comes out of a five-year coma to find he has psychic powers, but his missus is fucked off and had a family with someone else. So it got me thinking, right, you have a car crash. Okay. And you're in a coma. Right. How long for? I'll get at this. It's your own fault because you were driving so... (laughs) 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 Right. (laughs) It's your own fault because you're driving so slow. 
a bloke in a brand new white 4x4 who looks a bit like Lee tailgated you. <laughs> <laughs> you shit yourself. Got confused between your brake and accelerator, spun off the road and wrapped it around a lamppost. I come and visit you in hospital for a few weeks, hold your hand and read your chapters from I Cunt, my autobiography, which is going to be available again next year. Oh, good. There uh, you go, Lorna. I'll play you some of your favourite music, like Crowded House and Two Princes by the Spin Doctors, but you don't respond. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you like that guitar music, don't you? Right? <laughs> you don't respond. Nothing. So I think, what's the point? I can't waste my life sitting here watching Roy just having a massive kip. So I'll go and find a new best mate, Scroobius Pip. Because <laughs> <laughs> me and him enjoy stuff on a more arty level to what you do, rather than just being a show-off. We've got a lot more in common. So... Pip takes over your role in the podcast and suddenly it's not only just popular with the same half a dozen balding sex offenders in their <laughs> in their late 40s on X, formerly Twitter. We're getting write-ups in The Guardian and everything saying about how we've turned the podcast around because it's properly researched and not just revolving around three or four tenuous quizzes about 1980s snooker players' private parts and 1980s wrestlers' pubic hair. Got a new game coming soon. <laughs> Uh, the podcast becomes so highbrow that me and Pippa held as the new Fryin' Laurie. I'm Laurie. And we, <laughs> we get our own TV show, which is so highly acclaimed, it leads to me getting a role in a big American drama. Uh, then one day, uh, I'm sat by my pool. Am I still in a coma? Yeah. Right. And one day, I'm I'm sat by my pool in the sunshine, thinking about how all those years it must have been you holding me back and the phone rings. Right. It's that call I've been dreading. It's Carol. She's now living with some bloke in his early 30s with a six-pack and a normal job where he isn't out until the early hours of the morning every Friday night. And he's able to satisfy her sexually because he doesn't just go off straight, off, <laughs> straight away whenever he sticks it in. I've got some news, Carol says. Roy's come out of his coma. Now yes. Yet? No, he hasn't got any special powers. He's asking if you want to record your podcast. He can't do Monday because he's recording with Blake. He's got a Patreon thing with Chris on Tuesday, and he's got the bloke from Tight Fit on off the beaten track on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon, but he can fit you in Wednesday evening. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I knew I should have held a pillow over his head when I had a chance. <laughs> it got me thinking, have you ever thought what you'd do if I was in a coma? Uh, how would I wake you up? You can't just wake someone up from a coma, can you? I've put a, bit, a, little, a little bit of snow spray in your eye. <laughs> 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 uh, it's just muscle memory. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like... Who would you get in on the podcast if I was in a coma? Jill. Like, because he's a right laugh, and uh, and he's up for, like... But he's not got that highbrow humour that I've got. Yeah, but I've got that. In abundance. <laughs> <laughs> in abundance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd. Uh, oh, I suppose I could just bring Pip in, couldn't I? Like, yeah, I don't know. But Justin. Nah, he's too much of a fucking liability. Like, you can't control that in any way, shape, or form. And well, uh, you always trying to control people. I'm not trying to control Fritzel. him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Look, what have you got for films? That was it. Right. 
You told you know. me to do some prep. No, you, no, well, you, you, you were going to be too well, busy with your other podcasts. Well, I, I ain't, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm in a fucking coma. While you're fucking swanning around <laughs> fucking America with Pip in your swimming pool. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, the, the life I could have had. Um. So the only thing that uh, I've got, there's a film called uh, Never Cry Wolf. <laughs> have um, you ever cried wolf? I don't think so. You have cried wolf. No, I haven't. You fucking have. I know you've cried wolf. I haven't. I, snow spray with you crying wolf. If I you... know you flicked a bit of snow spray, my, <laughs> and it stung like I'd lost my sight. <laughs> if you ever screamed like that again and held your face, I'd never believe you. I did scream like the girl off the firework advert. The one with the mitten. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. It was so, and, and then your mum come in all worried. And I was I, only about six. No, you weren't. You, was about, you must have been 15. <laughs> <laughs> How old did you honestly do you think you was? 14. No, I don't think I was a teenager. I think it was like, you know, nine or something. Fuck off. 12, no way. We 12. Yeah, your your mum wouldn't have bought you cans of snow spray. No, I didn't have pubes. I haven't screamed since I got pubes. All right, 14. <laughs> All right, then, 27. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't think I've ever cried wolf. But you've lied a lot. <laughs> so lied. you must have cried wolf. I lied once. You're, a, when, you're when, an attention-seeking prick, so you would have cried wolf, definitely. I, I lied once when I was six, and you've never let it go. I don't let you in cubs at six. You were seven. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> um, delirious come out. What's delirious? Eddie Murphy. He's stand-up. Oh, the stand-up one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that come out on, I suppose, VHS. Uh I had a, a cassette of that. I yeah, know. no, I've definitely never seen that, but I remember the cassette because you lent it to me. I, when the video shop ran the corner shut down and they flogged off all their DVDs, I, yeah. they had Delirious for about two quid, and I was like, fucking hell. So I think they deleted it because it's very inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, and so I put it on DVD and put it on, and there's still parts of it that are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because like, Eddie Murphy was one of the funniest people on the planet at that point. There's some stuff that's a little bit fucking... You, you put, wouldn't be allowed to do it now. But it was acceptable in the, the 80s. 80s. Um, the line where it's like, go kiss you, Aunt Bunny. She's got a moustache. <laughs> um, which made me think around, so how old are we at the moment? 40 years ago, so. 11. Right. Maybe a bit early. Can you remember, like, the first time you had a shave? Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I had a shave till I was about fucking 19 or something. <laughs> Didn't you have, like, a little... I mean, I'm obviously you're quite fair, aren't you? But, like, I'm, like... I've got quite dark... Well, I did used to have quite dark What did you hair. shave first? Your back? Like, did you know what? My hairdresser come round last week, <laughs> and he was just doing me neck, and he just went, do you want to pop your jumper off? Do you want me to do your back again? And I was like, I ain't got time today. You know what? But he's he's coming round on Thursday, so he's doing me back for bringing me, the mower. Yeah. Like, he's gonna bring a jet wash it off. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I remember like getting like a little airy top lip and thinking I'm gonna have a shave, and like, <laughs> and I didn't really like. My dad had always had razors laying about, yeah. And so I remember like I probably had about like a really fine little fucking bit of hair on me top lip, 
And so I remember thinking, like, so I got the razor sitting in the bath, and I was like, right. And I ran it down my arm, and I was like, and it just took all the air off my arm. I was like, and I'm quite airy, and I was like, fucking hell, that's well cool. And like, and so I then done my little fucking soft little pubes that were underneath my nose, and then I just thought, it's going to thin out my eyebrows. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just going, <clears throat> and like, and I took about a centimetre and a half off of one of my eyebrows. I'm going to thin out my eyebrows. <laughs> Why did you do them things when you were a kid? I've no idea, but I remember just going, Mum! And like, and just like jumping out the bath and like fucking wrapping a towel around and going down and going, Mum, I've done what I've done. And I mean, like, don't worry, don't worry, we'll sort it out. And I remember like, my mum got like a makeup pen out because I had to go to school the next day and like and sort of drew a little bit of eyebrow on. Like that woman from 7 Eleven. <laughs> like the woman from 7 <laughs> Eleven. And I was like, fucking hell, I've got to go to school tomorrow with like, you know, with makeup on. And, uh, but it looked all right. Yeah. And then I remember just like thinking, oh, fucking hell. Uh, and it was snowing. I remember it was snowing. Anyway, so I got up the next day and just fucking, like a like last minute, just fucking got through my uniform, bombed out. And then when I got to school, I was like, oh, I've got a bit of my eyebrow missing. <laughs> and in the bottom of my little bag, I had a plaster. And so I put, <laughs> I put a plaster on my eyebrow. And uh, I remember going into school and people were like, oh, what have you done? I was like, oh, someone threw like, a snowball at me and had a bit of glass in it and it's cut my eyebrow. And it took like fucking... Crying all, like, wolf. And he's like... <laughs> 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 you were such a fucking liar. Yeah, I did. I'd never heard that story before. Have you not? Nah. Like, So yeah. did you have to maintain the... Well, yeah, for like... I remember going... Because I was doing karate then. I remember going to karate with bollocks yeah. in the evening... And like, and I think like I'd forgot to put the plaster on, and he was like, "What's going on with your eyebrow?" And I was just like, oh, "Nothing." And like, they had to shave it at the hospital when they put the stitches in. Yeah, oh, yeah. I filled up. Yeah, like it, it, it. No, you think there's no way out of this? But like, yeah, I remember just being petrified of razors after that for ages, and thinking, yeah. I mean, I've still got quite bushy eyebrows. But listen, kids, don't ever just think I'm just going to thin these out a little bit with a razor because it. They're quite unforgiving. <laughs> that's, a, that's a typical thing that you'd muck around with as a kid, though, isn't it? It's yeah, just, I mucked around with it. Yeah. I, I think if I'd have done that, which is perfectly fucking feasible, because that's just the kind of thing I'd have done just to see what would happen. Yeah. I don't think I would have been able to tell my mum that I'd done it. <laughs> I think I would have just had to try and style it out. Just go, like, what? Well, no, it's always been like that. What, like you walk in the kitchen yeah. looking like Lieutenant Harris and just go like... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, well, Harris, it was Mazza, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <No eyebrows>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yours are, like, pretty... Yeah, no one would have noticed anyway. Nah. I'm like Maxine Carl. Yeah. But I'm like fucking... No one knows whether I've got eyebrows or not. Yeah. Whereas I'm people, like are, fucking... people are Googling now to check a picture of me to see whether I've got any eyebrows. Yeah. Whereas I'm like Noel Gallagher. Yeah. I've got like fucking big old bushy ones. Yeah, you ain't got, they don't meet in the middle or anything, do they? No. No, I'll shave that bit. Why <laughs> 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 well, ain't got a plaster on there at Never the Never you mind. Snowing. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess we're kind of done with films. Um, quick game of Trading Places. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so the game Trading Places, simple one. 
we talk about deceased uh, loved uh, icons from the 80s, and you can bring them back. However, you have to trade someone from uh, more recent times. Gene Wilder. One of my favourites, Gene Wilder. Mm. I'd love to have him back. I'm trying to think of a Gene-based trade. Gene Simmons. Big curly hair. I'll, I'll tell you what, let's trade in Martin Rossiter from Gene. He don't do anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no one's heard of him for ages, yeah. No one will even notice. I love Martin. Hey. Well, but, uh, fair enough, it's your game, he's got to go. Yeah, trade him in. Uh, David Graff, a.k.a. Tackleberry. Oh. He died at 51. Yeah, it's no age, is it? Just at his brother's, and it's had a heart attack at a barbecue. Oh, really? Yeah. What do they do with all these guns? Don't know. Be brilliant if his last words were things like guns, guns. When do we get guns? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tackleberry. Yeah. I mean, there's no relation to Tackleberry, but could we trade Joel's Brandreth? Oh, 100%. Yeah, in the bin. You seen that clip of him and Gary Glitter? I, I didn't like him anyway. Yeah. You'd like him even less to see the clip of him and Gary Glitter. All right, we've got one more for you. I'm sure he's one. Uh, um, Edom, uh, Ephraim, and Dennis Fuller. The London boys? Yeah. Bring them both back. Um, I mean, I I Wikipedia them. I didn't realise just how bad that was. Yeah. I mean, I I was going to bring Kern Labrams up in this, but we've we've discussed him before we pressed record. That broke me out. Kern Labrams, a.k.a. Colonel Abrams, that yeah. was his real name. Um, so, uh, would you want a multiracial duo? No, just a duo. Um, uh, McCormick and Butler. You no, <laughs> no, you can't say that. Why? No, because you know I've just had him on the podcast and he was lovely. <laughs> oh well, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that anyway. Um, right. Um, <laughs> All right, I tell you, I tell you, you can have um, instead of the London boys. Go on, um, Ainsley, Harriet, and James Martin. Oh, I hate James Martin. Yeah, he's a cunt, and he. Like, do you know? I, what? I don't mind Ainsley, but I'd, I'd, I'd trade him for the London boys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just to hear one more album. Yeah. Music. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got Karma Chameleon at number one. Yeah, I've got Karma Chameleon at number one. I think it was number one for about six weeks. Mm. So very little chance we could get it wrong. Karma? Should we talk about it? Ever experienced karma? Have you ever sat about waiting for someone's karma to happen? No. <laughs> why, why, why have you got a... Have you, have you, I ain't got an anecdote. I was just I thinking... Thought, I thought you were going to tell me about some time I've been a cunt. No, I mean... The, the Snickers incident deserves karma. But I, I I don't think you've ever got it. So maybe it's around the corner. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no, no, really. You've never had your comeuppance. Yes, I have. When? I've been assaulted on stage a number of times. Yeah, but you asked for it. Yeah, but that's Swanning like saying... around effing and jeffing. That's like saying the women in the red light district of Chapel Town were asking for it. I've got Safety Dance by Men Without Hats uh, in the charts. Where is that? Uh... That's right at the arse end of the chart, though, isn't it, Safety Dance? They don't know by Tracy Ullman. That's better than Karma Chameleon. That should have been number one. It it is, and it should have. But 
I think Carl McCut like Coach Club were really popular then, weren't they? Like they were the, the, the band biggest of, band in the world, band at the moment, weren't they? Well, yeah. they biggest band in the world, definitely at that point. They were fucking massive. I mean, he they? was proper box office, though, boy George, weren't they? Yeah, they're just not very good, though, are they? I, I, I just can't find anything likable about them other than like you know, other than boy George. But the songs I just don't really like. I just don't really like any of their songs. Yeah, well, they're not that good. They don't know about Tracy Ullman. He's good. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would venture to say that's a better song than anything Culture Club had done. 100%. It's a fucking perfect song, that. Shout out Kirsty McCall. Uh, Who would you trade to have Kirsty McCall back? Adele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that one, Salt. Yeah. <laughs> um... At number three. Oh, we have got a different chart. You've got Howard Jones' new song, haven't you? <clears throat> judging have. from are, that. Are you the week before when he was at number five? Yeah. yeah. We went and saw Howard Jones, didn't we? Yeah, we did. No, uh, no Jed. No Jed. Had a bloke on acoustic guitar. He's replaced... The bad news is, for anyone that hasn't seen him since the 80s, he's replaced Jed... Uh, who was the mime? The mime. In the mental chains. Uh, he's replaced him with that cunt from Kajagoogoo playing his Chapman stick, which <laughs> is like the, the most cuntish version of a bass you can possibly fucking play. There's nothing more cuntish than that, is there? Uh, playing it in a leather kilt. What was he wearing? A leather kilt. <laughs> <laughs> and his cock's so small, there's no danger of it ever fucking no. beef arting out the bottom, is no. there? No. He's a Wally, isn't he? Oh, it was just, yeah, just just up his own anus, isn't he? <laughs> yes. And the thing is, he wrote Too Shy. Like, that's it. I think, uh, but did, didn't Nick um, Nick Rhodes co-write that? Oh, you might be right. I think he did. Well, he knew his way around the hit, didn't he? Yeah. It's a bit of a shame, wasn't it, Howard Jones? Yeah, it wasn't very good, was I, it? I'd, I'd seen Kershaw the week before, so... Like, I've got direct comparison. And Kershaw had just banged out the hits. There was no pretense about it. And I'm just not sure Howard Jones knows what's any good. He played a boogie-woogie version of, what was he? Life in One Day. Life in One Day. And then he, he just had a bloke on an acoustic way, played a piano and just stripped it back. And like, and then he started playing dance music. He kept saying, we're going to do something a bit more contemporary. And then it just sounded like early 90s dance. It was just like... What it, old people think modern music sounds yeah, like. Yeah, he put on a snazzy jacket. And snazzy's the <laughs> right word. He put on a snazzy jacket and was sort of bouncing around like he'd ordered Chris Martin off a wish. And like, and it was just this kind of cod faithless, wasn't it? Like, ish, yeah. ish, ish, ish. It was really bad. But he did come on and play this song, new song, properly with the yeah. guitar, and it sounded fucking amazing. I, I thought, I thought, new song. I thought, what is love? And I thought, um, like, get to know you well. Yeah, and Pearl in the shell all sounded, mm. all sounded really fucking good. Yeah. But when he started dicking around with them and doing them in a different way, stop it! Just stop it! What did, what did you say before we started? But uh, uh, lose begs. Uh, back Jed. Yeah. And what was the other one? Lose, oh. Lose the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye guitar. Hello guitar. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. I'll I tell you what I read whilst, whilst um, uh, doing a little bit of research on Howard Jones earlier on. Uh, 
Howard said in an interview in uh, 2016, um, I'd been rejected. I've been, been waiting for so long. <laughs> I'd been rejected by loads of record companies. I see what you did there. But then legendary A&R man Paul Conroy took an interest and was about to sign me to Stiff. Oh. Then he suddenly said, don't sign the contract. He'd landed the job as MD of Warner Brothers and wanted me to go with him. So Ooh. Howard Jones was nearly on Stiff. That would have maybe been a different story. I think it. I, I think it might have. Mm. Feels like a weird fit for Stiff, though. Very it? weird. Was um, Tracy Ullman on Stiff? Yeah. Mm. What have you got in your top ten? Um, number three, I've got Susie and the Banshees. Dear Prudence. Lovely cover. Uh, that's the first time I ever saw Susie and the Banshees doing that. On top of the pops, whether it was the video or... I just remember thinking, that's weird. What are you guys going on downstairs? Meh. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What you got at number five? <laughs> I just don't know if I want to see. <laughs> it does just look like Robert Smith, doesn't it? With yeah. A bit of lipstick on. Uh, number four, David Bowie, Modern Love. Yep. Are you still feeling about her <laughs> beef <laughs> You've conjured up the image of Susie Sue's Bifter now. I don't think it'd be a pretty sight. And I also think, you know, even even in the early 80s, it wasn't a pretty sight. And really? I think, yeah, I think nowadays, I don't think time has been kind to it. <laughs> <laughs> right, what um, else you got? Uh, number six, Public Image Limited, This Is Not A Love Song. 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 It's good, that. It's a weird... It ain't even really a song, is it? Oh, it's, it's just him telling you it ain't a love song. Yeah. Don't, don't, I'll get it. Yeah. He could have just called it his ain't a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it good, didn't, though. didn't scan, though. Yeah, no, it is good. 
His voice is excellent, John Lydon, isn't it? I, I think the world is all the better for having him in it, whatever he's fucking doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, he, 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 some, I, I've watched some stuff recently. Well, it wasn't that recent. But did you see that thing where he was on stage with Rollins and uh, Duff from oh, Guns no, and Roses? No. There was some sort of punk documentary that they'd all made, and he was on there, and he'd had way too much to drink. And uh, and what, uh, one of the Ramones is on there, um, or what, one of the sort of almost Ramones, I can't think which one it was, and uh, and he's kind of just saying something, and then Lydon's just being Lydon. Yeah. But he's spoiling for a rare. And and, and uh, what's his name, Ramon, fucking like, bites. And then it gets really fucking weird. And it's really quite unpleasant to watch. But he don't play the game, does he? No. And it's quite nice every now and again to watch someone not play the game, isn't it? Because yeah. you just think... Well, he's just made a, he, he's made a career out of it. And sometimes it gets a bit boring, him just being so, being contrary all the time. and and But, you know... I think the world would be a much worse place without mm. Johnny Rotten in it. What else you got? Um, number seven, uh, some have a lot of lot in common with Johnny Rotten, George Benson. In, in your, your eyes. eyes. Was that as smoochy as he got, Benson, in your eyes? Nothing's going to change, my love, for you. Oh, yeah. Like, um, in your eyes... Yeah, that's a fucking... There was a lot of semis on, on fucking dance floors, weren't there, at discos to that. Definitely. Thing is, back then, in the 80s, if you was having a slow dance, like to Benson, you would have had trousers on, and, like, uh, like you can't hide an erection. You can't hide a semi in a farrah, can you? No. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't heard in your eyes for ages. I don't think I'm in a rush to hear it. Like... It ain't one of his best, is it? I mean, it's one of his biggest, but... Uh, they talk about going safely back to shore. I can't remember. He, like, rode her out in a boat, bald her. Did he? Well, he must have, if he's taken her safely back to shore. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe he got her so wet... They needed a boat. They needed to... Yeah. They yeah. Needed to... <laughs> but he'd have been bailing it out, wouldn't he? <laughs> while he's rooting her. <laughs> Oh, he's made a lot of women moist, and he, George Benson. <sighs> yeah, can you imagine, like, a couple of pints, like, you know, in the old fucking top of the pop studio, him and Rod just having a chat. What'd you do last night? <laughs> Let me strap yourself in, mate. I don't think Benson would talk about it though. You don't think? No, it's just he. He made love. We all know he made love. Yeah. He knows he made love last night. Yeah. He don't need to tell everyone about it. Do you think Rob wanted to tell the world? Yeah. Yeah. Rod would be showing off the lipstick around the base of his cock. Yeah. Not Benson. No. He had more class than that. Yeah. He was, a, yeah. yeah. Plus, we, it was so long, they'd never get around the base of it. Respect to George Benson. Let's have a kissing it from the side. Right. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no. <laughs> Number eight, UB40 Red Bread Wine. You made me feel so fine. You've been rocking all of the time. Do you think they did? Did they make a concerted decision to sell out UB40? Do you think? I, I think reckon they like, I, sat around the table and had a band meeting. I reckon they went, should we do a covers album? And then they were like, blimey, we're half sold some records. Should we do another one? 
And then I think at the third meeting, they're like, well, it's what we do, isn't it? Yeah. Do you not feel we should write our own stuff? What's the fucking point? We just do someone else's and do all right. Mm. Treat us what everything but the girl did. Like, oh, that remix went all right. Do you think we should, think we should become a dance band? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I reckon he was noodling around in them circles anyway, old mm. Ben Watt. Mm. And uh, and her voice suits it anyway. Yeah, no, it did, it did work, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, good, good for them. <laughs> uh, can I talk about my top ten? Yeah, go on. Uh, at number six, Hey You, the Rocksteady Crew. Yep. I love that. Tune, in it? Yep. Number four, All Night Long. I, I'll tell you All what, night. Before you move on to All Night Long, All Night, and start talking about Rod Stewart again... <laughs> Do you know some of the names of the people in the Rocksteady crew? Crazy Legs. Right, Crazy Legs. Uh, who else was there? I, I, I don't think I could have named you anyone out of the Rocksteady Who was the crew. one that done an head spin, broke his neck and died? Was that Crazy Legs? <laughs> Bleak Legs. No. Uh, <laughs> well, he died break dancing. Yeah. Oh, what a way to go. No, I don't think it was it. I haven't got an I haven't got an exhaustive list of everyone in the Rocksteady. What have crew. you got? Right, these were just, I'll just cut and pasted off right. Wikipedia. Right, Crazy Legs, DJ Cucumber Slice. Okay. DJ Cubert, Fever One, Mad Child, Mr Wiggles, Q Unique, Razzle, Tony Touch, East Free, Skill Roy. Skill Roy. <laughs> Well, I can't imagine you calling yourself that in the 80s. Oh. With a headband on. Skill Roy. Skill Roy. Fucking hell. I mean, all of them names, like, if you would have seen them sprayed on the side of a subway, you would have gone, fucking hell, I bet yeah. they're cool. Well, they are. They're in the Rocksteady crew. You should have got a headband to cover your eyebrow. Well, I could have done, couldn't I? Yeah. Skill Roy. Like... Oh, look at that. Skill Roy's in his headband. <laughs> I'll touch it! <laughs> <laughs> Do that spin, nah. <laughs> like, uh, I couldn't break dance. No, I couldn't break dance. I wish I could. I did manage a swan dive once. Really? Yeah. A few caterpillars. No way. There was there was too much purchase on them Pierre Cardin shoes. You would never <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I've got, um, yeah, all night long, open bracket, all night, closed bracket by Lionel Richie. Yeah. I like that. Uh, was that the first Lionel Richie song you heard? No, nah, I definitely heard Easy by then, and I reckon I'd heard, oh, well, I guess the Commodores, but I'd heard once, twice, three times The Lady by then as well. Oh, I, I may have heard that. That was one of the ones that if like we went down the gas ball disco with my mum and dad, all the, the fellas would get their missus yeah. up, wouldn't they? When you, when you look back now, and I remember just thinking, watching stuff like that, that like, oh, that's nice. Mum and Dad are having a dance. Your old man's on a promise, isn't he? Uh, that's <laughs> worse than the thought of your mum and Dad having it off, is it? <laughs> All night long. All night long. Um, okay, what else have I got? Yeah, Modern Love. I've got um, Superman by Black Lace. Do you know what? I had, a li- I had a little look at this earlier on. Right. What you got? Well, that's all I got. Right. So it was called Superman in brackets. Joyka, Joel. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, that was the original song uh, that was released in Italy in 1981. Right. And, and there's a there's a YouTube video, you know, like there is of everything. So Black Lace didn't write Superman? No. 
that it, it was just a song that was released in Italian and uh, it was all the same fucking things, you know, blow your horn, ring your bell, but just in Italian and they just translated it to English and that had a massive fucking hit with it. But it was just all these Italian birds in, in uh, Lycra doing it on some show. But, and it's exactly the fucking same. Like, all the tune, like... All that. It's rubbish, Superman, isn't it? Do you know what? It is, it is rubbish. Oh, I but, loved it when I was a kid. But for a novelty record, it's got everything you want. Yeah. It's got, it's got all the fucking actions, a big fucking crescendo. Yeah. And and then you have to do all the actions faster. Yep. Skillroy couldn't do an head spin, but like he could do <laughs> Superman. <laughs> but, no, uh, it's, it's, it's shit. But it it don't really profess to be anything else, does what it? What were the other ones? Having a gangbang and what was the other big one? Um, oh, Agadoo. Agadoo was the big one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm trying to think what others. They they done. They they went down this fucking actions route, didn't they? Yeah. And done like do the do do do. Come, come on, on, do, do the, the conga. conga. Yeah. And um, they did the okie kogi. They did, didn't they? Do you know they got? They, do you know they made a few Bob Black lays? I, I reckon. I reckon they must have made a few Bob, but I don't know whether they actually fucking got to keep any of it. Do you reckon you can still see him in like a fucking bar in Spain or something? No, he died in nineteen ninety five. I've got Say 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 by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson at number oh, 10. Can I, can I just say before we move on, in 1987, Colin Gibb, who was the one who didn't die, uh, released an alternative version of the song with explicit lyrics entitled Supercock. <laughs> Might as well, mightn't you? Sound your horn. <laughs> Ring your bell end. <laughs> <laughs> Spray your mess. Um, <laughs> right, I've got... Uh... Blue Monday's dropped down. Right, up to number 13, I have got the safety dance, uh, Men Without Hats. <clears throat> you can dance if you want to. Do you like that? Not my version. Uh, your version's really passive-aggressive. It was a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry about that. And why is it a bit Irish? <laughs> um, I'm not a big... I'm not a big it's all right. It's, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I wouldn't turn it off the radio, but I wouldn't play it. Ooh. Do you know any other men without hats? The safety dance. Hits? Apart from the safety dance? Uh, the safety dance. Yeah, that's what I know. Um, Do you know anything about men without hats? Yeah, uh, it was one fellow, wasn't it? Um, and his background was he worked uh, in construction for health and safety. Yeah. And, uh, oh, tell and- me more about that. <laughs> No, I know fuck all about them. Uh, I do. I know that it's like their videos. You know, I've got that problem with fucking Morris dancers, and like it's all a little bit pagany in it. That video. Oh really? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah, there's it's like jesters and dwarves and. Oh really? Like I, I tell you what, talking to dwarves, I went and had a little little look at um. Soft Cell Soul Inside. I think we sort of touched on it last month and neither of us could really remember it. And uh, in the video, it's uh, Mark Armin and Dave Ball and they've obviously got like a big studio that's all done up with like pictures of Soft Cell and like newspaper and stuff. And then there's just this little dwarf bloke who's just going up and just like sh- keeps shoving Dave Ball and just ripping up their picture and just generally making a cunt of Fuck himself. Off. Now, they've obviously paid him to oh, do right. it. Oh, right, all right. He ain't just muscled on. <laughs> no. Right. I mean, I, I think if he had just come on there, I think in the 80s, Dave Ball would have just punted him over a hedge, wouldn't he? 
He was a lump day, but we could have had it, I reckon. Imagine that if you would have hoofed him over a fence and as he was going over arm and just went, I just threw up behind there. <laughs> <laughs> Splosh. Splosh. <laughs> 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 like the paddle in the Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> and safety on the dance floor made me think of uh, of two dances uh, which we've probably spoke about on this podcast um, have we spoke about uh, Mr. Gell's incredible dancing to paperback writer where he, he started running many outside of the oh, dance floor oh his moped floor. no no he had his moped like that was different but he had th- this dance he kept his hands by his sides and he was like leaning inwards. Oh, that's right. And yeah. he would run round the circle, ever decreasing circles, until he got to literally like this tiny little thing. Where he was literally laying on the floor, just spinning round. Before we, but that was before we opened the doors. I wish he would have done it when it was open. However, Dennis uh, was quite up for 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 uh, doing stuff on the dance floor for money, wasn't yeah. he? Like when when the club was open. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis liked, he liked to skate, didn't he? He could ice skate on any surface, couldn't he? Me and Dennis used to have that dance, didn't we, to two unlimiteds get ready for this. That was unpleasant. That was doing, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and then you'd, like, reenact a sporting move, like a yeah. you know, tennis forehand or backhand. Yeah. How was you doing with the ladies back then? Not so well. <laughs> I can't think, think what the problem was. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, D- Dennis liked to skate, didn't he? Mm. Mm. And he'd skate around the outside of the dance floor... With his hand out, and, and people would sometimes give him change. <laughs> it, it was a shame that he matured a little bit to the point where he wouldn't do anything you told him to do. Yeah, it's always a shame when that happens, isn't it? Yeah, free Gorn Dens, and he was up for anything, wasn't he? Definitely. Do you remember that time he he was doing his skating thing, and it was in the Eastgate yep. Centre in Basildon, and... Uh, he was pretending he was on an ice rink and he couldn't get up. That's right. That was excellent, that. Someone tried to help him up, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave that alone because that was quite horrible. Uh, yeah, and that's when we took the money off of the Eastgate Centre that day, wasn't it? Because we said we was doing it for charity. Was that No, was that the pants and vest day? I think that was a different day. We, I'm sure we talked about this, but I'll, I'll just recap quick mm. in case we ain't. We we went out for a day, didn't we, in pants and vests? With video cameras. With video cameras, just to be silly cunts. Yeah. We went into the baker's whilst we, Den asked to see a CD not, didn't we? Oh, yeah. We? But do you remember we went into Lakeside and we were in there like less than five minutes and the security guards all surrounded us and chucked us out. That's right. And so we went to the East Gate in Basildon where they were a bit less vigilant. Yeah. And um, we walked around the East Gate in pants and vests and a couple, a couple of people came up and asked what we were doing, and we said we were doing it for charity, and they just left us alone. And then uh, a security guard come up and said, what are you doing? And we said, oh, we're um, just walking around in our pants and vests today for charity. And um, he said, what charity was it? And I don't think we'd thought it, <laughs> I don't think we'd thought it through. Really? 
And so I think we just said, like, Great Ormond Street. And he said, you'll have to come and see centre management. So we all went up to centre we management. We went up there in our pants and vest, didn't we? Yeah, they took us up to, like, centre management, and we told them we were doing it for Great Ormond Street. And so they just they just let us go. And so we went down to the ball pond, and we wanted to have some photos in the ball pond, but there was all kids playing in there. And obviously they couldn't let what were essentially grown men in their underwear <laughs> into the ball pond. With with kids, and so they gave us three quid to fuck off, <laughs> which which they sold, you know, is is this for the charity, and then took it and spent it on fags. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? Really bad. Why was we walking around a shopping centre in that pants? <laughs> it was an art statement. It weren't, was it? It was just showing off. Well, it was for you. I think we, <laughs> and I know that you and Scroobius Pitt would be doing it as some kind of like avant-garde fucking. Yeah, it was like a situation, a spectacle. Yeah, it was a spectacle of a load of fucking idiot show-offs that ultimately, I don't know what we was trying to get out of it because it weren't going to endear us to women, was it? It's just something to do, wasn't it? It was just something to do. <laughs> Should we just go over there? Yeah, what should we do? Oh, if someone had a video camera, it does offer up opportunities, doesn't it? Yeah. I'd like to know what we would have done in the world that we live in now where we had camera phones all the time. No, we'd have been in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what else you got in the charts? Uh, what have I got in the charts? Kissing with confidence. Do you know what? I went and had a little look at that. Did, did you find... Do you know anything about that? No, it was on a charts 83 album I had. So, I've never really liked it or had any thoughts about it, but um, I just had a little had a little look on Wikipedia. So, Will Powers was the stage name used by celebrity photographer Lynn Goldsmith when she created a self-help comedy music album entitled Dancing for Mental Health. Did not know any of this. Right. So, the songs on the album were co-written with Steve Winwood, Sting, Noel Rogers, Todd Rundgren, Carly Simon and Tom Bailey from the Thompson Twins. Blimey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. I went and listened to a couple of them. Don't really make any sense and it don't really seem like the joke was good enough for mm. all the fucking people that spent all the time doing it. But, you know, it made them all happy at the time. I mean, we've just spoke about us walking around Basil in our pants in a shopping centre. Um, and we spoke about Den would generally be the one that would do the stuff. Like, was he the most confident out of us? Or was I'll he see just. what he did there. Yeah. Um, because he, like, in regards to, like, kissing me confidence, like, we weren't very good at pulling, right? That's pretty obvious. But he, I don't even know if he was any good at pulling, but. He would just throw enough shit something would stick, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, he had no shame, did he? Just going up to girls and going, what? He didn't have any, He didn't seem to have any fear of rejection. He just yeah. went... He just... I remember going into a club with him, and he would make a beeline for, like, the most beautiful girl in the club, start with her, get a knockback, and then just work his way down the pecking order until he ended up the one with wonky eyes and moustache and a stain on her top. And... <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, be be copping off with her through the erection section. Yeah. I just could not deal with rejection. Like, I, I don't think, like, I could ever have just gone up to someone and gone, all right, do you uh, 
Well, I mean, I think a couple of times I might have gone up to a, a girl at Pizzazz when the, the erection section was on and go, do you want to have a dance? And ultimately, you're basically saying, do you want to feel me semi-on pushed against you whilst I'll try and give you a kiss? Why were you pushing it against them? Well, no, it was a slow dance, wasn't it? So you're kind of like, <laughs> you, you, you know, you're, you're dancing quite close, cheek to cheek. Uh, and, yeah. You, you come at the end of the road. Yeah. You couldn't let go. No. Well, they couldn't get away. <laughs> but but Pizzazz was a weird fucking... So Pizzazz was like the nightclub in Greys, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And... uh. How, how would you describe it? It's like, it? Well, you can describe it by saying this. It was called Pizzazz. pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was shit when it, everyone was in chinos and roll necks and like smooth, smooth guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just dog shit, wasn't it? It just. But you could walk there. You could walk there, and our, our routine would be. Because we we was already going to the brush and going to other places, weren't we? And was into bands and stuff then. And like. But it was Thursday nights, and I think it was like, I don't know, two quid to get in, and, and probably about, they were doing probably bottles of lager for a, a quid. Oh, well, yeah, but you, that wouldn't even matter, would it? Because you, you'd go and get a, a bottle of Diamond White. And drink two litres of it over Quarry Hill yeah. before you went in. We'd just sit there on the hill, wouldn't we, just drinking these massive bottles of fucking Diamond White. It wasn't even white. Diamond White, was it? It was like the cheap, was it Electric White electric or White Lightning? White, or White Lightning, that was it, White Lightning. White Lightning! <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking horrible. And it would always, for some reason, because like you wouldn't really get it in the fridge, it'd always be quite warm yeah, as well. Yeah, it was warm, wasn't it? So it was like syrupy. And Pizzazz was like a big club as well. And like I think it had like a couple of dance floors, didn't it? And like, yeah, it did. It had, yeah, I think it had two. Yeah, and you'd sort of like just walk down the steps in like this kind of like nicely carpeted, like kind of brass mirrored, and mirrored and, and chrome, and wasn't it? Everything that was shit about like the late eighties and early nineties, that club embodied it all. Uh, and we weren't the sort of people that was ever going to do very well there, were we? No, Antonio. Would have been a fucking definitely absolute Adonis strolling around there, wouldn't he? Well, when he came down the stairs, it was like Rod Stewart getting on stage. Yeah, absolutely, just like moist within seconds. Yeah, and like whereas we'd come downstairs, and I think arid Pete... fannies. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that even had the slightest bit of a moist on it would have just yeah evaporated. Like someone had chucked a, a, a sachet of silica gel in their pants, just yeah. dried straight up. Someone had literally just fucking smashed an handful of sand up there. It yeah. just fucking dry, <laughs> mate. Like, um, did you did you pull him as much? No. <laughs> I, uh, I I think like I had a couple of slow dances, and then I think I had one night where. Well, I put, have I told you this? Where I, put, I pulled a woman. Oh, yeah, you've told me, but you haven't told the listeners. So I would have been maybe nineteen. Yeah, and uh, and I think I went on a Wednesday because I think Wednesdays was like over twenty fives or over twenty ones. Wednesday was Rotter's night. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> and so I went on that night. I don't know why. I'd never been before on that night, and I didn't think I'd get in. Did you go down there on your own? No, who did I go with? Probably Lee. 
Nah, he was still dealing with what he pulled on the Thursday before, mm. like because he would have. Oh, left like Craig it. David, like, yeah, it hadn't gone seven days yet. A hundred percent, like he he would have just had numbers coming out of his arsehole. Um, I think I went down a bit long. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And uh, <laughs> Large liked a bit of pizzazz. And, uh, and I was thinking, yeah, me and Large must have gone down there. And anyway, so I met this... This, this woman, and uh, and she must have been about 30, and I was about 19, and I was thinking, God, this is mad. I'm having a conversation with, like... Do you think she was 30, or do you think she was, like, 25? Probably about 20. She had her own ass. Fucking hell. Like, no one had a house, did they? No. And, like, and it was up by Green's, the bike shop. That's she... why we were all trying to cram a couple of fingers in someone in a lay-by, because none of us <laughs> had our own house. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, like... She was going, out, like, afterwards, she was like, oh, do, you, do you want to, like, walk us home? And I was like, yeah, all right. He was on my way home. Yeah. And she was like, and she was like oh, do, you want to, do you want to come in? And I remember I must have been thinking, like, oh, I don't oh, no, I'll probably wake your mum and dad up. And she was just like, that's my house. And I was like, oh. And, uh, yeah, I remember, like, going in her ass and, like, I'm thinking, fucking hell, like, this is a woman. I was well scared. Yeah. And, like. Yeah, a little kiss and cuddle. And she mentioned about making me breakfast. And I remember just thinking, I can't have that. And like, I remember getting up really early and sneaking out because I, I was a bit scared of the enormity of the situation. But, uh, yeah, a woman. Are you going around some woman's house? Mrs. <laughs> 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 <Mrs>. Robinson. <laughs> All right, uh, a little game. Yeah. Uh, good game, danger game. Yeah. So, good game, danger game is uh, it's a simple uh, uh, setup. I'm going to mention some games with some celebrities, uh, and Count has to tell me whether he thinks it's a good game um, uh, in a style of Brucey or a danger game in the style of uh, Seminole Eighties um, uh, New Wave Act, uh, the Pinkies. Okay, I'm going to kick things featuring off. Featuring Justin's dad. Fe- featuring Big Papa Jay's papa. Headers and volleys with Jossie's Giants. <laughs> Ain't it just... Uh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Uh, Off-ground touch with Tucker and Allen. Mind you, Allen's a lump. Yeah, I know, but like he's, he's got a catcher. Yeah. Sadly deceased now. Rest in peace, Allen. Good game. Absolutely. And lastly, uh, spin the bottle with Father Abrams. Oh, I thought Colonel Abrams for a minute. <laughs> yeah, <I'll hold> <laughs> Either way, danger game. <laughs> Mate, you do not want to be hanging out with Father Abrams. Uh, right. What we got? What we got? Oh, TV. What you got for TV? 
Uh, I, forgot, I forgot to do TV. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fucking hell. You've just moved on from music. You haven't said you've got anything else for music. Oh, sorry. Have you got anything else for music? Yeah, I have actually, yeah. What you got? Um. Oh, did, did, right. Buxley's were at 37 with London Town. Yeah, have I don't you heard know that? that. No, but that's what made me think about the London boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went and had a little look at the video and. It's a weird fucking thing. They'd properly lost their way by this point. And it's like they're trying to go a bit like like they've seen Ashes for Ashes and they think the world's moved on. And so they're trying to go a bit like, you know, sort of Eastern European and weird. It had all gone a bit Howard Jones. Yeah. But um, they're just two butlings to pull it off, aren't they, Bucksfizz? Yeah. Um, and then I had a little look outside the 40, and at number 79, this was the only week... Uh, we would have been able to talk about this, but um, at number 79 was shown the dancing, Bitter Heart, um, Ricky's band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't know whether we talked about it on here. I'm sure we might have in the early days, but how the fucking hell did Ricky Gervais end up managing Serious Problem? Uh, we played a gig at... I've got the George Roby stuck in my head, but it wasn't the George Roby. It was this weird, like... London pub venue, which was generally all we played. Um, and he took was, two coaches up from Essex, though. Yeah, probably not that one. Um, but I don't, do you know what? I remember the stage was really small because DJ Destruction had to have his decks on the floor in front of the stage. Oh, really? Uh, and well, there was nine of us in the band, so it was a, a, a pretty busy space. Um, what, a couple of lads couldn't make it that night. Like, <laughs> but um yeah but all i remember is like yeah finishing that gig and then going outside and there was like picnic tables outside like the old school sort of like wooden ones that you get in pub gardens and uh and and, and ricky was sort of chatting like come up and said that you know he 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 liked the managers he thought we were really funny and and he you know he was he was he'd managed some bands and that and obviously we didn't know him but i don't think we even asked because we just presumed he was just like a couple of other managers that we'd had that just like thought we were quite funny and had had no experience in managing man had no idea we'd managed suede like but we was just like yeah all right he, he he had more pubes than us he was older than us so it was like oh he, mu- he lives in london yeah he must know what he's doing and uh i suppose he did a bit he got us some good gigs and he got us some little bits and bobs but but yeah but then i think not long after like, he kind of started helping us out. I'd sort of run out of steam with it a little bit and wanted to do the other band. And then, at that point, he uh, he was doing the 11 o'clock show. Yeah. And then, like, it all just kind of blew up from there. But, uh, yeah, he's quite weird when you think back, like... I mean, he's, he's fucking weird, isn't it? Because... A comedy band, and when you think, blimey, if Ricky Gervais looked after a comedy band now, it'd be a very different fucking situation. Yeah. But, uh... But yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was quite weird. And that that um, Shona dancing track, uh, it's really all right. It's, it's it's definitely you know you can see that Ricky's obsessed with Bowie. Yeah. Like, but it's got a bit of new romanticism about it, hasn't it? And yeah. He's, and he looks about fucking seven stone. Yeah. Like he looks very handsome. He's uh, he's very he's very fucking handsome. It's only when you think of Rich, Ricky Gervais in the office and what a piss taker is that you think it might be embarrassing but 
if it was anyone else from the eighties, you know, the Thompson twins or anyone, yeah. you wouldn't think you wouldn't think twice about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's pretty fucking pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. He knows he knows his music, definitely. Uh, uh, but yeah, what else you got on music? Well, to finish uh, the music section, because you'd said to me you hadn't done much prep, right? So I've gone the whole fucking nine yards, and I've got a brand new game. Ooh. Right, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you the names of four female pop stars in this week's chart, and I'm going to ask you to imagine. They're all at the BBC doing Top of the Pops, oh, and they've hell. somehow managed to avoid getting attacked by Jimmy Savile or, oh, right, okay. or mauled against their will by Dave Lee Travis. Uh, Not, he never found guilty or charges were ever put on him. Uh, Travis was, yep. wasn't he? Titted up a newsreader or something. He was just a bit handy, wasn't he? bit fondly so these female pop stars while performing their smash it single on bbc's top of the pops out the corner of their eye they've spotted an attractive backing dancer and they've invited him back to their dressing room for a bit of consensual sexual encounter Ooh. all above bold right i'm going to ask you after a bit of foreplay would they encourage this dancer to enter them vaginally in the traditional way yep or would they rather be bent over and take it up the jack sea? Oh, Maverick. That'd so, be quite, quite unique then. So this game is called Clopper or Plopper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, first of all, we've got um, at number two, with They Don't Know About Us, Tracy Allman. Clopper. Huh? She, she's not going up the whoopsie. Clopper. Yeah. <laughs> Right, Tracy. No chance. No No chance. No. Okay. One of your own. Um, Next up, uh, number three, uh, doing a cover of the Beatles' Dear Prudence, Susie Sue. Mm. I think she was a little bit out there, wasn't she? Yeah. A little bit alternative. Yep. And if she wants the alternative... The alternative to your clopper is... (laughs) Plopper. (laughs) Um, uh, number 37 we have Bucks Fizz with London Town Cheryl it's quite mumsy yeah. Always been mumsy isn't she even when she was trying to be sexy she was still quite mumsy yeah I I, I don't think she'd, she'd Nah, back door's locked. It's, yeah. it's not happening. No, Clopper. Clopper. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, her female singing partner in Bucks Fizz, Jay Aston. Plopper. <laughs> <laughs> I think she don't care. I don't think it, she's in the moment, like... Oh, she will when she gets a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Bobby's there and he's like, well, what are you doing? I'm going to make your mind up. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, she, she's not. She's not fussed. Okay. Ask the mouth. <laughs> That's a good game, that. Yeah, more clopper or plopper next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, right, TV. Oh, you done the music, man? Yep. Right, okay. So, 
So for television, um, I've had a little look, and uh, let me just pull this up here because fuck me, it. it all right, so I've, I've chosen. A, I think I chose a Friday. Let's have a look what we got. All right, do you know what? Uh, uh, let's go on. Let's get to that. Uh, so the day starts with breakfast time with Selena Scott and Ooh, Firm Britain. Did not know she was doing television way back then. No. Quite fancied Firm Britain. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clopper, though. Like, <laughs> if, uh, I, if I had to. Um, play school, then play ideas, um, and then news, and then more news, and then regional news, and then regional variations, and then Pebble Mill at one, where uh, superstar pianist uh, Richard Claderman heads the guest lists, hmm. whilst experts show you how to establish a herb garden and do some plumbing repairs. It's fucking boring, isn't it? Fuck me. At least Percy Thrower got a bit of overtime. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, having someone on there talking about an herb garden or doing a bit of plumbing, why you got that fucking Wally playing fucking piano? How boring. <sighs> I mean, it's how times have changed. That was 40 years ago. Now at lunchtime, people watch someone trimming their lady garden whilst playing with their plums. <laughs> 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 uh, that was followed by Finger Bob's house. Um, we, we discussed forty it. years ago. It was Finger Bob's. Yep, all, all day long. Uh, in the afternoon, take the high ground. Remember that? Oh no, it was a film. Not not take the high road. This is uh, that was the Scottish soap, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, take the high ground. Ooh, film. Huh. You ever took the high ground? Many times. Many, many, many <laughs> times. Many, many, many times. Uh, yeah, of, often with disastrous consequences. <laughs> Again, many. Oh, it's a long way to climb down it from the moral high ground. Unless you put yourself up there. I rarely do. Mm. You do. Not so much now, but you did. Did I? Yeah. I, was, I used to be very principled, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, massively. What else have we got? Uh, all points of view. Barry Took. It was Barry Took um, before Ransom. Mm. Uh, who wrote into points of view? Busy cunts. Busy cunts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we used to write into local newspapers, like, stupid letters. Do you think some of them let us... a joke. I know, but do you think some of them people that wrote in the points of view were just blokes like 10 years older than us mucking about? Busy cunts. Hmm. Why, oh, why, oh, why? (laughs) um, Do you think that show was smart enough that it was just... Well, it was a Daily Mail, wasn't it? It was just riling up fucking people, wasn't it? I guess, yeah. It weren't... People complaining about things. It's not necessarily a point of view, is it? It's just a moan. Yeah, moany cunts, it should have been called. <laughs> I would have watched that. Uh, and then... Uh, Has the, there ever been a show called Busy Cunts? There should be. Definitely. Who'd present it? Richard Maidley. And a Nolan. <laughs> Crackerjack. Introduced by Stu, ooh, I could crush a grape, Francis, with special guests, 
Basil Brush, Gary Newman. Now there's a comedy duo. Yeah. That's that's that, see, that's a combo I'd like to see on a Christmas single. Hmm. Did you think Basil Brush was good when you was a kid? Yeah. Was he though? No. <laughs> he really were None of the puppets were. They were all shit. The Muppets weren't. Roland Rat wasn't. No. Ro- yeah, Rat fans! <laughs> Your little eyes lit up then when I mentioned Roland. I said, is he going to do it? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. As soon as you said that, I thought, get in, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the anticipation. Oh, it fucking delivers as well. Oh, dear. Um, I remember Basil Brush just being shit, but, like, thinking when it come on, yes, Basil Brush. And it was like, what did he do other than go boom, boom? That was it, wasn't it? They, they were all shit, though, weren't they? Basil Brush, Orville, Nookie, Nookie Bear. Emu was shit, but I did quite like that. Who was the old geezer with little glasses? Lord, Lord Charles. Rubbish. Ray Allen and Lord Charles. Yeah, I remember thinking that was like... A bit too grown up for me when I was little, but I really wanted to watch it. Yeah. Probably weren't very good, was it? Ah. Uh, what did Bernie Clifton do? He wore an ostrich suit, like Ricky Gervais in, in the office. I mean, but did, did, was Bernie Clifton at like a stand up? Like, what, what was his skill? Like, <laughs> yeah, but they were like, what, was that it? Like, whoop, whoop, like, just running around the stage? Yeah, they, they were basically like. They'd have been on the same circuit as Bucks Fizz if they hadn't had that big fucking hit. God. There, there was a lot of that entertainment, though, wasn't there? What, like, what, what was old-fashioned, like, Butlin-style entertainment that had crossed over to TV? And then you got fucking Newman in his syrup playing fucking cars. But New- Newman was the new school, wasn't he? I can imagine, like, parents watching Cracker Jack with their kids going... <laughs> Who's this? What's all this shit? Like... Yeah. Who do you want? Basil or him? Choose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't have them both. So we've got... um, After that, Henry's cat. And I was quite surprised that Henry's cat was as old as that. I thought Henry's cat was late 80s, but no, it wasn't. What sound did Henry's cat make? Wow. What was his mate, Chris? Was it Chris Rabbit? I don't know. I don't think... Oh. I don't... Just <laughs> <laughs> sounds really disappointed. Yeah, I think he, he was quite a miserable cat. Um, it's just so... Oh, and then at eight, uh, 6.45, International Battle of the Pop Bands. Who's uh, on now? Let me tell you. Dave uh, Jensen. In, I mean, also Radio 1 DJs, Dave Kid Jensen. Think about it. Not a good name. Introduced Jimmy, Jimmy Kids Savile. David Kid Jensen introduced the first international battle of the pop bands. John Kids Peel. The groups from throughout Europe Back. have been competing over the past months to arrive at this final episode and represent their country. Paul Gambaccini with Kim Wilde. Paul Kids Gambaccini. Robin Gibb. Tony Visconti and Carleen Carter are judges awarding the points for the content, performance and potential. Sterling lineup Of judges? Yeah. The musical broadsides will be fired by 
Sugar Bay Five from the UK, the Knits from Netherlands. Knits were rife back then as well. They were. Uh, Mark Seberg from France. That's the last thing we want to be reminded of from a pop band. Yeah. The Knits from the Netherlands. Coming over here, giving us all Knits. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for Brexit. (laughs) Bringing their Knits over here. Can you remember the knit? Did you have the knit lady at your school? I know you went to posh school. Like I suppose they just fucking no at junior school. Washed you over a bit of Timothy and fucking gave you a blow dry. Like what? what oh, oh, at junior school. Do you remember? I remember like having my head like proper ragdolled by like the knit lady. She was a right fierce old cunt. Yeah. You ever had knits? No, I don't think I have. You had knits. I have had knits. Not not from when I was a kid, but my kids bought knits home from school. And I don't think I ever had them, but it was like, right, one of the kids has got nits, we've all got to fucking de-knit ourselves. And it was like, I've got three women in my house with long hair. I've got about an inch worth of fucking hair on the top of my head and fuck all at the sides or back. And I was like, why have I got to do it? Because they're all living on your back. Oh, good point. (laughs) Didn't think of that. Riddled. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a fucking jungle. Uh, so, yeah, that was International Battle of the Pop Bands. Um, Your back was like Milton Keynes to them, Nits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, I've got some other uh, other bits of... Uh, oh, where's my listings gone? Come on, you bastard. Where is it? Grab snuff beer, please. No problem. So there's a, 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 a TV show for kids about biology. About biology? Yeah. Uh, it's literally just called Open Schools Biology. Um, Who's it run by? Rolf Harris. Can you remember, um, like, doing uh, biology at school? And can you remember, like, did you ever do any, like, or any science, really, where there was, like, experiments that were exciting? And, and what I want to go, where I want to go with this, can you remember any of it that is, has been of any use in your life? No. <laughs> No. It's fucking nonsense, isn't it? I mean, is it just a is it just a big waste of time? Chemistry. Like I guess if you're bright and you want to know about physics. But biology, like But even the physics we done, it was like I've no memory of what we learned in physics apart from the the um the lesson where we done ticker tape. And you just end up with loads of ticker tape everywhere because everyone went fucking divvy with it. The only thing I ever done in physics was put that bogey underneath the microscope that got me and Ross a letter home. (laughs) That's my only memory of of physics at school. And, like, biology... I mean, did you ever do, like, sex education at school? I don't remember. I don't know whether I've blanked it out. Because I I don't remember it. I remember thinking I'd love to watch it if there's a video where, like, you know, you might see, like, a bit of sex... Like, but I, I don't think it worked like that. Didn't didn't they just kind of tell you what showed you a clopper, a plopper, and then showed you someone <laughs> with a baby shooting out <laughs> and a durex, <laughs> and then the big and then everyone got an AIDS pamphlet. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? Oh fucking! I've got no recollection of any of that. Like of, of, like, of, of taking anything from that and just thinking, Do you know what? That, that's coming handy. That is. Uh, uh, all right, we'll look. Um, I've got a new game. Want to play? Yeah. It's called Whose Cock Is It Anyway? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you uh, a string of clues, and you have to guess whose cock it is, all right? Okay. 
And uh, and it's uh, it's someone from the eighties. All right. Right. Clue one: a big cock. Do I have to guess a person? Yeah. Big cock. <laughs> Jimmy Nail. No. Thinning pubes above his stem, but long and lank either side. Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> no. That's two guesses. Unfortunately, you're, you're not anywhere there yet. Like the Fonz, he isn't big on apologies. In fact, he often asks if it's too late to say he's sorry. Peter Satira from Chicago. No. His cock doesn't smell like what a lassie's wafty rats thinks of. It smells of lavender. <laughs> Fish from Marillion. Correct. <laughs> There'll be more Who's Cock Is It Anyway next month. <laughs> I like that one. I'm looking forward to it already. <laughs> Did you have any more clues? Was that the final one? That was the final one, yeah. I thought you might get it from the, the, the Kaylee lyric. Uh, it's too late to say I'm sorry. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, right, news. Let's have a little look. Have you got anything for news? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. You can get me out of trouble because I ain't got a lot. I'll call it events. All right, fair enough. What you got? I prefer news. Okay. Um, I'll just run you through chronologically in October 1983. October the 2nd, Neil Kinnock is elected leader of the British Labour Party following the retirement of Michael Foote. Mm-hmm. October the 4th. British entrepreneur Richard Noble sets a new land speed record of 633.5 miles per hour. Are you just going to read the whole of Wikipedia? Yeah. Right. Uh, do you know what he's... Richard a- Noble, Dick Noble. Dick That's Noble, a good name, isn't yeah. it? Do you know what his, his motor was called? Thrust 2. Pervert. Sexy, isn't it? Uh on the 14th of October... No, you uh, can't go to the 14th, so I haven't done... <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't talk about all of them. It's fucking loads. October the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you just... A bit sombre, this one. The Rangoon bombing kills South Korea's foreign minister. Lee Bum Suck. Cecil Parkinson uh, resigns as trading in... You don't get that name anymore, Cecil, do you? No. All the Cecils are gone, aren't they? Do you think there's, like, many Cecils left alive? No, who would call their kid Cecil, apart from Jacob Rees-Mogg? Just him. (laughs) Just him. We had a a computer uh, studies teacher called Cecil Sear. And... uh, Oh, I remember... I remember you saying about this. Yeah, and, uh, I remember. I remember us talking about this when we we were having a beer with Barham. Barham, you said, "Mmm, Cecil says." Oh, <laughs> 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 oh fucking hell! Um, um, oh, uh, Dennis Nielsen goes on trial, accused of six murders and two attempted murders. 
He confessed. I, I do. This is fucking mad. He confesses to murdering uh, fifteen or sixteen. Not sure. Was it fifteen? Was it sixteen? Like it was a bit worrying, wasn't it? How, how flippant he was. Like, oh no, I did do that one. Oh, I did I do that one? I'm not sure. Fucking madman. Uh, can get confusing though when you're doing that many. I suppose so. And also, it got mixed up because he had various bits of them, didn't they? Kept in the flat. He did. He did. Oh, David Niven passed away. Oh, did he? Hmm. Yeah. He, he had a tidy tash, didn't oh, he? Oh, very, very. I reckon he had the most well looked after tash in the eighties. Not for much of the eighties, by the sound of things. No, but you know, I, I, you know, I, I think to you the know, end he kept a very tidy tash. Absolutely, absolutely. Quintessential English gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Could have played. Could have played an older Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Did he play a Bond? No, he didn't. No. Sure. Well, David, I, I think there, there was, was a one-off. Ca- thing yeah, a that one-off he did. Casino Royale or something like it was a kind of comedy thing, and I, I think he might have been the first Bond. Oh, I but, need to check this. Okay, let's have a little look. Uh, but I don't think it's considered a Bond film in the Bond canon because it was it wasn't boring. Yeah. Well, let's have a look. Casino Royale with Peter Sellers, Ursula Andres, David Niven, a early spy spoof. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like David Niven. Good egg. What else you got? Um, October 13, uh, the world's first commercial mobile cellular telephone call is made. First ever mobile phone call. Who was it to? Um, I don't know, it just kept breaking up. I didn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know why that was. Um, October the 25th, invasion of Grenada by United States troops because uh, they've had a little coup, haven't they, in mm. Grenada. Uh, in, uh, it weren't Grenada, was it? Was it Grenada? They had a little coup? Oh, yeah, uh, October 19th, Maurice Bishop, Prime Minister of Grenada, and 40 others are assassinated in a military coup. I'd love a coup over here. Wouldn't you love a fucking coup? You know, just like turning on the news, because there's some bleak fucking news, isn't there? Yeah. But like turning on the news and there's been a coup. They've took out Sunak. Imagine that, just seeing like Sunak, Reese Mogg, all their, all, just all their bodies like laying outside Parliament and just like blokes <laughs> blokes in camo just like waving guns. <laughs> be fucking great, wouldn't it? Have a coup. Anyone, is there anyone ex-military out there? Fucking Richie Lovell. Get your mates and just fucking have a little coup. Come on, Richie. Fuck's sake. Come on. Um, oh, it would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure stuff like that's probably bubbling up anyway, isn't it? I mean, fuck me. The shit show that is that fucking... Fucking shower of shit at number 10. It ain't far off, is it? People no, it are fucked a, off. It needs a little... I mean, there's a general... It'll be a general election month there next year, but yeah. ho- hopefully, hopefully, there'll be a little coup first. Little coup. Just a, li- just a little coup, just yeah. to tide us over till the election. Just him, like, running, like, through London whilst there's, like, a coup of blokes, like, <laughs> oh, you're booting him up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a non-violent coup where they're just yeah. kicking him up the arse. And Reese Mogg, someone just gives him a little backhander and knocks his glasses off. Like, Why did you do that? And yeah, just like, and like as he someone puts them back a, on and they knock him off again. Yeah, and someone gets a sabre and beards him. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like hang it from a lamppost and they're all just hitting it like a pinata. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little coup. Uh, word processor software, uh, multi-tool, Word, soon become Microsoft Word, is released in the United States. 40 years ago. Bloody hell. Word. Uh, do you know what? Like, in- Inspired cameos hit Word up. Did it? Yeah, because the, the shares of it were going up, and uh, Larry saw that, and then when he was at the squash call, he heard that squash ball... Here he thought, oh, hold on. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. <laughs> Word up. Yeah. Right. Uh, we got some pat chat to finish on. Oh, have we? Yeah. So, basically, I, I, I'm interested to know, we, we, we've discussed like a day at the yard and we've discussed like... When uh, when Pat goes on holiday, Pat who? Phoenix. Pat Roach. Ah, Pat Roach. Oh, imagine if Pat Roach was married to Pat Phoenix. <sighs> I don't reckon he'd entertain her smoking in the ass. He's resting on Saturdays. I reckon she could maybe smoke Sunday. He doesn't like a yellowed net, does he? No, no, he'd never put up with that. So he comes home. He comes home from wrestling. He's knackered. Mm. Walks up the drive. Nets are all yellow. Yeah. He knows she's had the wood binds out. Yeah. She don't smoke anything for filter tip. No, she opens the front door. He looks at her. She sees him look across at the windows. She just thinks. She looks at the back of his hand. Yeah. And she's just like. <sighs> I'll go wash the nets. I'll go wash the nets. Um, so anyway, Pat's been resting a lot lately, right? He's not been about a lot, and uh, Maureen's lonely. Oh. And she's had a word, and she said, look, I think we need to spend a bit more time together, Pat. You know. He says, he says, yes, love. Yeah. But in his head, fuck's sake. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He loves his wrestling. Basically, she asked him to do the big shop with her. He's not interested. He's it's not his worst interested. nightmare. He's, he's his worst nightmare. So basically, he agrees to go with her, right? So they turn up at Presto's, right? How many trolleys? What? For Pat's Big Shot? For the roaches. Well, he gets the first one out. It's got a squeaky wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in the back of the car with a WD-40. Yep. Gets that sorted I'll tell out. you what, let's get back to this. Before he even gets there, pulls into the car park, he's looking about, he's, he's pissed off. He don't want to be there. Like Maureen's just kind of going, calm down, will you, Pat? And he's like, oh, fuck. It's like, you know, I could be resting. Anyway, he finds a, he's, he's looking about, can't find a parking space, sees one, and then just as he fucking goes to it being there, fucking little fucking flashy motor just bombs in inside him and nicks the space. Oh, shit. Yeah, he gets out. Yep. Um, fella gets that. It looks a bit like Adam Chance from Crossroads, right? He's just got to have a flashy motor. He's got a right little dolly bird on his arm. 
and he just walks out. He's just throwing his keys up in the air and catching them, throwing them up, catching them, and he just looks across at Pat in his Granada and like, and Pat undoes the window and he goes, Oi, what are you and Adam Chancey saying to him and what do you think the outcome is? I mean, what Pat don't want to do is get out of the car to mm. have to sort this out. Mm. But the bloke's just walking off, tossing his keys. Yeah. Pat's out the car. <laughs> He's up behind the bloke. Yeah. The bloke's across the bonnet of a Capri now. <laughs> his arm up behind his back. <laughs> his keys are up a tree. <laughs> And his car's on his roof. <laughs> and Pat's car's in the space. <laughs> Maureen has to climb across to get out the driver's side. <laughs> so they're walking in. Yeah. Trolleys. Uh, I'll be, before they get the trolleys, uh, Pat's in some able-bodied bloke parking in a disabled space. <laughs> His car's up. I, I deleted this. <laughs> I actually had that instead of the previous. <laughs> His car's upside down with him in it. <laughs> On fire. Oh, Maureen's very uncomfortable now. In they go and uh, get yourself a trolley. Right. Well, you can need two trolleys. Okay. Potatoes and meat. <laughs> yeah, no one else is having a Sunday roast that week. <laughs> They're in there 15 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's in the trolleys? Meat and spuds. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> They've put them barriers across the meat hole now, so no one else can go down. There's no point. Mixture of meats? Uh, red meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right, so. Uh, 275 quid. <laughs> All right, so just as Pat's walking out of uh, Presto's with his two <laughs> trolleys of spots and me, fella walks up, recognises him. Hello, mate. I thought you was great, you know, uh, as, uh, you know, with, with them, them wings on as that bloke in Flash Gordon. No, that weren't me, mate. Come on. Yes, it yeah, was. it was. <laughs> he had his chance. Gordon's alive? <laughs> He's in the meat freezer. <laughs> Face pressed up against the glass. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Go home now and have a roast. <clears throat> Does he have a. If we're going to like break down his roast, <laughs> where's he stand on vegetables? Meat? Yep. Spuds? Yep. Yorkshire, yeah, stuffing, yeah, pigs in blankets, yeah, free Brussels, gravy, one parsnip, yeah, don't entertain peas, broccoli, cauliflower, no, mm-hmm. makes sense. He will have a carrot if pushed. Yeah, a Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! <clears throat> All right, I think we're done. 
we'll see you in November. See ya. Remembering when we were young in the 80s.